Hello and welcome to the Tech Raptor podcast. I am your usual host, Andrew Stretch here. And Rotten Editor-in-Chief. And Samuel Guglielmo, Reviews Editor. I don't even right. think you know how to say your last name. How do you <laughs> I don't say know. it? <laughs> Guglielmo. <laughs> yeah, Guglielmo. We know this. Yeah, yeah. Guglielmo. Listen, I accept all pronunciations except Guglielmo. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the only way I know how to say it. Unfortunately, so. that's the only one anyone can say. Yeah. So on today's episode, we will be talking about uh, more Activision Blizzard news and the Raven Software Union, uh, the announcement of Star Wars Fallen Survivor, and some more info on the PS Plus Classic emulations. Um, so in a absolutely uh, landmark for the gaming industry, uh, the Raven Software Union vote was successful. That happened on uh, the 23rd of May. Um, and with that, that is the first major union in all of us video games hooray that's pretty good pretty good stuff yeah on a Uh, list of things that don't suck that gets to be on the list (laughs) i mean you'd hope it catch fire kind of like you know the stuff with starbucks is happening you know all around the country they've got so many stores that are unionized now still a lot to go and there's other stores that are starting to do it um hopefully it would lead to more things happening at at video game development companies also yeah i think that i kind of i kind of wonder how many so when i uh when i got a job back in high school at target the absolute hellhole that is target um the first day of work they sit you down and make you watch a bunch of anti-union videos which are of course all filmed by union actors but you know um and it's like the most depressing shit because oh, yeah. they try really hard to make you think the union's bad. And they're like, I want to work over 40 hours a week. But a union might say I can't. And it's like, all right, that's weird. That kind of <laughs> sounds nice, actually. <laughs> but also, a union may mean that you're getting paid a living wage so that you don't need to <laughs> work 40 hours anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and then, then they're like, what if I want to work in both the grocery and the electronics department? A union says I can't do that, and it's like, yeah, that sounds great. Actually, I don't want to know both grocery and electronics. <laughs> well, and what's what's great about so like there's there's so much union misinformation out there, and it, it's been a campaign going on for decades and decades now. Uh, like a union is whatever you want it to be. The, there are no set rules for what a union is. It is literally what union members decide it is. And they're whoever they're negotiating a contract with, whatever that says, that's the rule. So there is nothing, there is nothing that's in all unions. Nobody has the same thing. You get to make up whatever the fuck you want. That's what it is. Yeah. So however it suits you guys best. And hopefully it will suit the Raven guys very well. And they'll keep unioning. Hope so. Phil Spencer said that that Microsoft will recognize it once the mur- or once they finish the acquisition. Holy shit! Could you imagine if they didn't? That would, <laughs> that would. Yeah. It's like there goes all that good press you got. Yeah, it oh, would. Yeah, because yeah, having you know, it's a good thing that they've voted for the union to become a thing. But yeah, the negotiation of that contract and and what that union entails will be the next big thing. And I'm sure you know. You said that there's no, you know, there's no one size fits all for unions. Um, but there's no way that this is this is not about to set a, a huge precedent on the industry. Oh, absolutely. The and they have it. Um, what's it? They're working with. Um, oh, what's the name of that group that is doing the unionization? Um, I'll look it up while I'm thinking about it. But uh, the the precedent that they're going to set is definitely going to be huge. And what's what's crazy is that because of it being the the first time they're unionizing and they're they're formulating a contracting and negotiating with Activision Blizzard now about whatever that will mean for them. Like there's a good chance that this negotiation may still be happening by the time the acquisition's over. <laughs> so they might be might be shifting over to Microsoft people at some point. Uh, because it just takes a lot of back and forth to get to a an agreement. Yeah, it's it's going to be a process. I, I, in the end, it's going to be a process that like benefits both uh, Raven and every other developer. It's yeah. just going to be a process. That's right. They're doing it under Communication Workers of America, which is a nationwide union. So, like, if people are familiar with unions, there's like Teamsters that exists and stuff like that. 
this is a similar thing where they would allow framework nationwide. So what's good about that is to have someone like that, they will have experience in negotiating and they will be have the forethought to think, okay, this has got wider reaching effects than just our union here. It's going to be a big deal for anybody in this industry. We should unionize. What? <laughs> yeah, Rutledge isn't unionize. here. You mean the Tech Raptor Union? Yeah, the Tech Raptor Union. With well, we number one request, Rut, please stop embezzling. Please, yeah. please let us have our money. <laughs> can can I mean can freelancers be in a <laughs> can freelancers be in a union? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I I don't see why not. Because yeah, Dude, we just said unions have no rules, so. <laughs> No, it'll be um, it'll be really cool to see just how how massive an impact this has. I hope that you know that things don't get delayed due to the handover, because um, I could definitely imagine that being some kind of legal legal hurdle if an acquisition is happening at the same time that you're trying to debate rights with yeah, a company, and then it's suddenly sure. you're debating with a different company. This is the area I don't. So I, of us here, I've been in a union job now for nine years. So I'm in a union. I don't know much about the formation of a union. I do know yeah. a lot about contract negotiations and how they're a massive pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but um, so and this starting from the ground here, like from nothing, I'm sure it definitely is a long process to get going. Uh, but I, at some point in this negotiation, there's, the people that are involved are going to be like, oh, yeah, this acquisition's happening. There's going to be a discussion of what that means going forward. And because an acquisition is happening doesn't necessarily mean who they're negotiating with will change personnel-wise because, like, Microsoft's buying the company. Yeah, right? true. So there's a, there's a chance that it won't be that big of a thing, but you can never tell. But, yeah, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, hopefully more of Activision Blizzard will unionize. Follow suit. And It'd be nice. They will uh, use their new union to throw out Bobby. Uh, that's already happening. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's already leaving at some point. He's already he's yeah. already out. When, oh we, when we get to Tech Raptor episode 50, 80, 100, you know, uh, which will come still... first. Which will come first, the, our discussion about how all of the union talk has gone through, or Bobby Kotick is out and sailing away on his golden parachute. Yeah, that piece of shit. Ugh. Anyway, what a garbage person. Always hated him since Moneyball. <laughs> Moneyball. Did you not? He's in that movie. What? <laughs> where? Did Why? you not know that? No, where? Uh he's the. Uh, he plays like the owner of the um the baseball team. I think. Like he's in one scene. Really, he was uh, uh he was like friends with the director or something, and he was like, "Can I be in Moneyball?" And the director was like, "Yeah, I guess." Huh? Yeah, he's there. What the hell? This is like See? uh, what was that movie? What, what is it? Uh, when you go back and watch it, and, like Rudy Giuliani's in it, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh how yeah, I, uh, that movie. Um, didn't Trump get digitally edited out of? Home Alone 2? I don't know, did he? I doubt it. I believe so. I don't think anyone wants to touch Home Alone right now. <laughs> I mean, you, you didn't like whatever the new reboot prequel I, I sequel? I don't care enough. I, it's a kid's movie. I I, I watch adult that. movies like, like uh, Star Wars and yeah. Morbius. There we go. Ten, I worked it in, there guys. You go. Ten minutes. Yeah. It took him ten minutes to bring up Morbius. Uh, man, it didn't take long. <laughs> what I love about Home Alone is that Roger Ebert's favorite Home Alone was Home Alone 3. <laughs> Home Alone 3. Yes. That's like, oh, man. Okay. Indiana Jones. I love the Indiana Jones movies. Crystal Skulls. How good were they? <laughs> there you go. Aliens, man. It's like saying I love the Indiana Jones movie. I especially love the one with the uh, the tiny child that screams the entire time. That is a good one. Listen, how dare you? Listen, Indiana Jones is batting fifty fifty on good movies. What? The first and the third one are fantastic. 
The second and the fourth one are better, hey, though. Temple, I'm not going to defend Temple of Dune too hard, but it's not garbage. So are you are you excited for five, then? <laughs> Harrison Ford's old. He's very old. He's very old. <laughs> I think the most I've heard about Harrison Ford in the past, like, eight years is how he keeps hurting himself on set. Uh, most of Harrison the time I hear about him is when he's, like, rescuing people in his helicopter. <laughs> What? Harrison Ford's yeah. gonna show up on set and be, or he's gonna be like Indiana Jones. He's gonna be like, ah, oh, this belongs in a museum. And so it's gonna turn to the person. <laughs> so do you. And he's just gonna be staring at him like, bro, you are how old? You belong in a nursing home. I have a weird so, connection to Indiana Jones. This That better be the last line of Indiana Jones 5 is like, Someone looks at Indiana Jones and goes, this belongs in a nursing home. <laughs> no. But before we move on, Otten, what's your weird I'm connection glad... to Indiana Jones? I'm glad you don't write movies. <laughs> yeah, well, I might, just for funsies now. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a weird story. So my dad, he... Uh, you're going to be like, this is your connection, by the way. You're not going to be... <laughs> so my dad uh for a while there he was doing a job where they would clean out like houses like a lot of times like if you someone had a relative that died or whatever they you know you have a house full of shit yeah sometimes relatives are like we don't want to deal with it so they'll hire people to just take care of it and a lot of times they don't care about the shit that's in there they're like "Eh, we don't care throw it away take what you want we don't give a shit throw it away um but this time he was with the lady who owned the house she was moving and he's cleaning out a bunch of stuff so he's like they've got trash cans everywhere and he's like sweeping stuff up and he looks down and he sees an envelope that says Lucasfilm on the corner. Or he just sees the film part. And my dad's a massive Star Wars guy. Mm-hmm. So he knew what it was right away. And so he picked it up. And yeah, he sure enough, it said Lucasfilm at the top right. Unopened letter. And he turned to the lady. She's like, you want this? She's like, I don't care what that is. I don't give a shit. And my dad's like, uh, can I have it? She's like, yeah. So he opened it. And it was a personal letter from George Lucas to this lady who happened to be a veterinarian who was the vet for George's dog, Indiana, who Indiana Jones huh. was named after, and the dog that he made Chewbacca after. So we have a signed personal letter, because this lady didn't want it, from George Lucas to his vet, thanking her for her service for on Indiana, who had died after this letter, and she uh, he was donating something to some local organization on her behalf. So what I'm hearing is that um, your dad illegally opened someone else's mail. No, he asked her. <laughs> he asked her. What I'm saying is, you know, me and George Lucas go way back. We're basically oh, yeah. best friends. Yeah, you're buddies with it. It's kind of like how I'm buddies with Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. We're best buds. Best buds. I guess that's a Norman Reedus story. Uh, yeah, any any brush with fame stories, go for it. This has gone a bit off the rails, but it's okay. My Nor- the Norman Reedus story is really short. Mom and Dad are home. Uh, kids are rolling. I was at uh, Sony's 2018 E3 press conference, the last one they did. Mm-hmm. But both of these are relevant to things that happen later. We're talking Star Wars and Sony, so we'll get there. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Um, but I'm at their press conference. It's ending. We're on. The, everyone's on the way out. And I realized the guy in front of me is Norman Reedus. Because, you know, Death Stranding was their big game that yeah. year. One of them. And... I was I I didn't know what to do, so I kind of just awkwardly pointed at him and said, "Hey, you're Norman Reedus." <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, thing to do. <laughs> "And he looks at me and he goes, "Yep." And he just keeps walking, <laughs> like and any sane person, like would. any sane human being. But you know what? <laughs> oh, that's my Norman Reedus story. That's, that's it. You you were every single. Like millions of years of evolution, humans have been getting smarter. Your synapses are firing. You see someone in front of you, and you say, "Hey, you're that guy, (laughs) (laughs) fucking idiot." Yeah, we I got more. We got more E three stories if we want to do that. Oh, there are so many E three stories, but that would require E three to actually happen. (laughs) Yeah, watched a couple blocks with Jason Mewes on the phone. The time of the year formerly known as E three, where it's upon us soon. Yeah, we're just going to have to call it game season. I've been the one that's been throwing together E3 coverage hubs for TechRaptor since 2014, 2013. Or 2014. Um, I don't I just, I just, don't know what we're going to call it. It's just game season. I mean, E3, I, I don't know. E3 still, I'm going to refer to it as E3 for a while, I think. Just call it the time formerly known as E3. 
I guess also for the uh, you know that shop hot, talk. Hot hot G half summer. <laughs> Just uh, call it a uh, season of the Dorito Pope. <laughs> These names are getting progressively worse and worse. <laughs> I agree, Sam. You should not write a movie. Otten, you also should not write a movie. I Listen. Hey, I'd, someone put, I'd wrote, put more effort into writing a movie than this off-the-cuff shit I'm doing. Yeah, like, someone wrote <laughs> Morbius. I'm sure I can do better than Morbius. It's, you know what? It, it I, I want you to try. Bad. All right, I will. You don't like vampiric dance scenes? <laughs> it, that that part's so good. Holy shit! <laughs> Matt Smith just dancing around while some while like they play some song that's just some dude going "Have sex, have sex." And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> what, the best part is if you watch that YouTube, it doesn't show the scene before this where Morbius uh, jumps in front of a train and then this lets him fly somehow. Yeah, because he, he yeah senses the wind. I don't know. Speaking so of speaking of movies, uh, we've oh yeah, had, let's talk about other movies. <laughs> we've had and speaking uh, of bad writing, Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim this past week, and last night they announced or they showed off the first teaser trailer for Star Wars: Fallen Survivor. Hell you can yeah. see Cal Kel Cal Keltis Cal Kestis Cal, 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 uh, Cal. back he's again. Off some Star Wars people, man. He's still the only Jedi for some reason. Like it's been five years later, and there has been no one else. Oh, we and know. He's on the run. This takes place during the same time as the Obi Wan show, so he's obviously going to show up on the Obi Wan show, or Obi Wan's going to show up in this in the game. One of the two. That's right. I mean, either or would be fantastic. They can we just get to see the show. So, what well, they they've based um, Cal Keltis is based off his uh, mocap actor, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monaghan. I forgot his first name. Yeah, it, it's a guy who's actually like a really legit actor. He's really actor, good. He's so. from, if you ever yeah. watched uh, Shameless. Gotham. Well, also Gotham. He's, yeah, he was in Gotham, but he's also in uh, Shameless. He was like oh, the fake Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah he was. Yep. I, I've, I've seen Gotham. I not recognize him. He was, he was the fake Joker or something yeah. like that. I haven't actually watched Gotham. That's just where everyone told me he well, was from. Which, which fake Joker was he? Was he oh, Jerome? God, that's right. They did like Jeremy or... <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I think he was Jeremy. Are they all yeah. J names? Yeah, there's... Fuck there's off. That's so <laughs> dumb. Three different characters. It's like, oh, this is the fake Joker. And then he dies. And then it's like, oh, here's his twin. And then oh he dies. God, and then it's like, oh, the first stupid. one got resurrected. You know, maybe Sam could write better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't write three fake Jokers in. Or maybe I would. Who the fuck knows? Uh, so hey, what's what's thoughts on Fallen Survivor? I'm super uh, excited. Yeah. My, my thought on Fallen Survivor is, why was Raiden in a tube? <laughs> that was Geralt. Who's that? What are you talking about? Who's that guy? Why is he in a tube? And why does he look like the pretty boy from Final Fantasy XV? Which pretty boy from Final Fantasy XV? There's a lot of them. All the pretty boys. (laughs) Hey, if Gladio's in another game, I'm down. Um, He looks like uh, the dude who kept taking pictures. Prompto. Really? This guy had long hair. This guy had like Sephiroth hair in the the tank. He had like long hair. All right, well, that's just a different Final Fantasy pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, I, I'm excited. Like uh, Fallen Order was really good. Like you could tell that it was really setting up the like basics of the game, and so now that they've got the baseline set up, I can, and like I'm assuming a somewhat bigger budget of some kind to make something a little more. Um, and the next gen consoles. Yeah, and it's next yeah. gen. Um, well, current next gen, gen only. only. Well, current gen now. Yeah, yeah current true. gen only. Um, I'm super excited for it. Um, yeah, it was really good. It's the it's the best Star Wars thing to come out since Rogue One. I don't know. It's not like not a lot of stiff competition. But yeah, really. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Fallen Order was good because you know it was good. That's the there. It was good because it was good. Do I need <laughs> to explain why it was good? Is that oh. is that my job at Tech Raptor? Maybe, but you know, um, it's your job to edit the people who say this game is good. Yes, they need it's, to say. It's really why great it to see then. like the difference between what is your first draft, which is this, I'm assuming, and what we get. It's a you do a lot of work. 
It's where actually we're going to finish doing this podcast and then Sam's going to re-listen to all of his lines and then we're just going to re-record them. ADR them back in. Uh, ADR them very poorly though, yeah. purposefully. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, some In fact, more. you know what? I'll just I'll just re-record uh, Stretch and Andrew too, so don't worry about it. Good. <laughs> get that my voice be, acting chops in. That'd be horrendous. Yeah. I mean, we get to see more BD1 and thank Stretch for linking me the, the BD1 Lego. <laughs> I would have found out about it eventually anyway. I've already pre-ordered it. We talked about Legos, yeah. Lego the few weeks ago. Um, oh, is there a BD1 There's Lego? a BD1 Lego set that looks It's like a great. one-to-one scale as well. Fuck oh, I, I love yeah. that. That's it's, great. It's comes a fantastic out August. choice. Um, Damn. Yeah, I kind of want that now. It's good. <laughs> it looks great. I can find you the link for it as well. Yes, it is Thank good you. stuff. Um... Speaking of BD1, funny enough, I just finished Titanfall 2 again. Mm. I thought it'd be fun to replay. And it, it's just the same character with a different voice. Not at all, but, you know. It's that same kind of, like, cute robot companion. Yeah, yeah except, you know, it's a giant robot companion. Wasn't that what they named Optimus him, BD? Prime. Yeah, he's, he's named after the Titanfall yeah. one. But, um, definitely, Opt- the Titanfall 2 has got a giant robot companion voiced by Optimus Prime. He's also cute. <laughs> yeah. there you go that's what respawn's known for now i guess that's what they do yeah which good for them it's good it's good they found their niche yeah niche. you know I, I, is there any I just uh, wonder, are there any like specific cameos or locations that you want them to touch for this sequel or do you reckon it would be better to just stay so so separate from the rest of the continuity my guess well is- they already got uh they already got the Inquis- Inquis- Inquisitor. Yeah, I can word, for real. <laughs> they already got the Grand Inquisitor from, you know, Rebels and yep. Obi-Wan. So. And we, like, kill a couple of the Inquisitors in the game. Or, well, we kill one, anyway. Yeah, I'm just so. thinking about, like, how impactful that that Darth Vader scene was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I was just about to ask, like, how are they going to live up to that? Not actually live up to, but how are they going to get another moment? That's like that. Cause you see him and you're like, Oh fuck. I love the games. Like, don't even bother. Try fighting him. Get yeah. the fuck out. Run. Yeah. Just run. <laughs> that, that is great. It's, it's the, such a great moment in that game. Uh, but I don't know how you can possibly like, unless they're like, Hey, Darth Vader again, bitches. Like, well, <laughs> I'd be, I, I'd actually be fine with that. <laughs> The, I do the reason the Darth Vader scene worked so well in the original game is also because they didn't fucking tell you about I it. Had no idea mm-hmm. it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, you did so not know weird. it was coming. You did not know they were gonna do that. It's not in any of the ads except for the very last trailer they put out, like after the game launched, yeah. which was a big fuck up. So stupid. Um, it was such a great surprise. Yeah. I so mean, Star Wars is also known for spoiling things in trailers. So no, <laughs> never. Yeah, the teaser trailer that finding that guy in the tank is actually the last scene of Survivor. <laughs> hey, yeah. you, maybe they're bringing back the guy from uh, Force Unleashed. That's what some Star- people were saying. We're uh, Star Killer, knows? Death Killer, Star Killer. It was a. Uh, I mean, he had a real name, but if you ask me what his real name is, I don't know. He was Starkiller, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I only remember he was Starkiller because of Soul Calibur, so. <laughs> well, because they had him as Starkiller, and then they had the Starkiller base in the movies yeah. as well. Force Awakens, so it's like, yeah. Just really. Oh, shit, that's right. Maybe it's Siegfried from Soul Calibur, and this is the other half of the Soul Calibur 4 crossover. There we go. <laughs> Finally, they're, they're, yeah, ma- they're making good on it. Finally. There and we it, go. And then Ezio Auditore and Link and Spawn show up. <laughs> there we go. We're I, making a good video game now. <laughs> I would not be surprised, though, to see the Survivor tie into the movies or TV shows in some way. Because like, I know that they, there's been lots of stuff put out about how Lucasfilm feels about, uh, feels about like Jedi stories in particular. And they're like very protective of them. So like having Cal Kestis out there as a Jedi, like that's a big deal to them. And that the fact that the guy that playing him is a pretty good actor, there's no fucking way we're not going to see him in live action somewhere. So it's got to be some time. Especially considering it's taking place at the same time as Obi uh, Obi Wan, yeah. I would not be surprised if there's going to be he's something in it. Yeah, maybe I should probably actually watch the Obi Wan show. Where in the continuity is like Ahsoka and Mandalorian happening? Is that also between 
three and four? I think Mandalorian happens before. Yeah, they're between three and four. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, t- t- technically they're all happening at uh, the same time, right? No, wait. Mandalorian's, no, wait. Mandalorian's between after, six and seven. After six. Yeah, Mandalorian's after six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah, way yeah, further yeah. ahead. Four, five, six. I, I think that's where Ashoka, the show, is going to be. Yeah, too. and Ashoka's also around that time. Yeah, Mandalorian time. Yeah. I mean, she, she she was also in the Clone Wars, so, you know, she could really be anywhere. But um, I think the well, show yeah. they're making is between six and seven. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, Ahsoka's off, like, technically around episode two. But then where we see her in Mandalorian is after seven. So that's like 20 years later. Can we talk about what a redemption arc she's had among the fans? <laughs> Remember when they first introduced her and she was fucking annoying? And all anyone knew her as was the guy or was the lady who ran around screaming, Sky Guy, let's do things. It's, I never watched any of any of those animated movies and stuff. So I had like Oof. tangential knowledge to her. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I guess this person is, you know, Anakin's apprentice, even though he's not really a master. What's going on there? Uh, yeah, when they introduced her in, it was originally in an animated movie and then later in the show, uh, she was the worst. <laughs> she she <laughs> I mean, was like, actively little, the worst. I've seen a fair amount. I haven't watched all of Clone Wars. She wasn't the worst. She was just a kid. Well, kids are the worst, so, like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, but uh, Star Wars fans are a bunch of fucking crybabies anyway, so. Yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> but, um. Uh, well, there goes the ratings. Thanks, oh, guys. No. You've tanked us. Oh, no. <laughs> when we All see right, capital well, G gamers and Star Wars fans, it's a, that Venn diagram is almost a perfect fucking circle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as we've already tanked the ratings, uh, The Last Jedi was really good. All right. Ah, oh, Sam, thank you. Yes, you're, the last Jedi of this sequel trilogy was the best one, yes. Yes. I'd kill for a full... If uh, Ryan Johnson Ryan, was doing a full trilogy, I am there with you all the way. Yeah, I'd 100%. kill for it. I think I think his trilogy got delayed. But well, it might not it be happening now because he's doing Knives Out and stuff, which I'm cool with also oh, because to be fair, I, Benoit Blanc yeah, I, is amazing. We're just going to make this I movie podcast. Fuck talking about games. Apparently. Yeah. Knives <laughs> Out was fantastic. I'm all for Ryan Johnson doing more Knives Out. There we go. Uh, oh, but only if uh, Daniel Craig comes back and does yes, a funny and southern I, accent again. Oh, no, but oh, yeah, the, it's, the funny it's thing is I hope like he does a Poirot. different bad accent in every one. <laughs> yeah, this time he does a bad Russian accent. Well, like, just it's in, like, Reese or something, the second one, isn't it? Uh, something yeah, like that. So and, I want to do something Gal crazy. In it. I don't know. I, anyway. Fall, uh, Fallen Survivor looks real cool. Or Survivor. Is it yeah. Fallen Survivor or just Survivor? It's Fallen Survivor. Fallen Survivor. Fallen yeah. Survivor. Does That's that mean that too... if you're a Fallen Survivor, aren't you just fucking dead? You're not a Survivor? And that doesn't make sense. Anyway. I guess it's Star Wars them? Jedi Fallen Survivor. Woo. Star Wars Jedi Help I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Old Jedi Need Life Alert. Yeah. Luke Skywalker is just sitting alone on that. Uh, on that oh. island he's on with life alert. <laughs> it calls those little the little gremlin people that he lives with for some reason. They're the like caretakers or whatever. I can't remember their names. It was something dumb. They're, they're and the interesting people. Yeah, and the, the porgs. I wish Chewbacca ate more of them. <laughs> <laughs> so next on our list to discuss is just this morning, I believe. Um Digital Foundry came out. They've had a chance to check out the uh, PlayStation Plus classic games, specifically the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. Oh, I guess also a single PSP title. Um, and the results are not that fantastic. Um, so from what they said, they ac- they had access to the Asian, uh, the Asian market library. Um, but the... The games were hit or miss. The majority of them were 50 hertz refresh. Some of them were were 60 hertz. You know, this used to be something that was, you know, important back in the day for how our TVs would get power and like how they how they would how many times their screen would update. Now it's not really an issue. Um, but what this means, like with the issues with the Nintendo Switch, having the 50 hertz versions working with a, a screen refresh rate of 60 hertz it means that a lot of the games that they're having are 
either not running at full 30 frames per second or stuttering or there's weird gaps in the frames just leading to a, a questionable experience. So this is now the first time that we've heard reports of what what it feels like to be playing these uh, these retro games and it is not not looking promising so far. Yeah, and it sounds like like for maybe your average person that's just like I'm gonna play this game. Like you're still gonna be able to play them. It's just not gonna be an amazing experience. Probably you're gonna there's gonna be noticeable times. You're like, why does this feel bad? Um, more than likely, but it's just it's so shitty when this is the premium thing and it's supposedly one of the be the big draws for getting on this this expensive uh, subscription is you're gonna have access to this crazy library and. If it's it seems that all they they just run if they run this poorly, you're better off playing them elsewhere. So my find hope, it. Hmm? my hope is that it'll be fixed up before it hits America, but I not isn't that soon? Isn't that like, like next month? Yeah, it's um it's in a week or so. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's like June halfway through next month, I think. But I doubt it. I could, I feel like I could look the date up, but I don't feel like it Does there it is work there is potential because like pal is pal was is selected as a region a lot of times because pal games are either pal 3 or pal 5 um depending on how many languages they support mm-hmm. so when you're trying to roll out you know a game in a service and try to have it be as universally accessible as possible having the pal versions does give you the benefit of built-in English, Spanish, French, German, Italian is normally the the five in PAL five. But when it means that, you know, then every single game is also going to take a speed hit and a quality hit, um, you know, there's you got to weigh up your options there, and it's it's kind of worrying. It'll be interesting to see whether those NTSC versions will be what comes to uh, will be what comes to the American version of the service. I, I'm not hopeful though. <laughs> yeah, I, it'd be. I don't know. It just seems like extra work they wouldn't want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I doubt it. And I think that's kind of. Well, I, I, I doubt it too because I. That, I mean, Digital Foundry's confident to coming out saying they're not really hedging it. And like, oh, maybe with if this version comes out, it's like, no, these are just bad. Yeah, I, I, I want it to be good. I hope it's good. But um, realistically, I'm not expecting much. Yeah, it's, I mean, which it's is just such a bummer. Yeah, it's a real shame to, to have to come into it so, uh, you know, previously defeated already. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, I'm looking at it this way too. Um, I subscribed to Game Pass for a while, and what would happen is I would turn on Game Pass and I would look at all the games, and then I would go, oh, I don't know what to play," and then I would turn off Game Pass and not play anything. So this just saves me another subscription that I wouldn't use. It's definitely it turns out. It turns out I have a I have a massive backlog of games I haven't played, so I can do this for free. (laughs) I can just turn my Steam account on and go. Oh, I don't know what I want to play. There you go, and then play nothing. So if you're already going to have choice paralysis and play nothing. You might as well yeah. also not be paying extra to play nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I do hope they fix it up. But at the same time, I don't know how many PlayStation games I actually... PlayStation's a little weird, the original one. Because it's that era of, like, first 3D where most of the games were not very good, but they were 3D. So you kind of ignored it. Because yeah. that was, like, a big deal at the time. Like... Super Mario 64 did it right, but then you try to play, like, Croc, where it's like, we want to be a 3D platformer yeah. with tank controls. Yeah. A lot of those. That's do original you really want Croc. To play Croc again? The answer is yes, by the way. You do want to play no, Croc again, no. but... <laughs> if they add trophy support to Croc, maybe. Oh, Lord. Well, that's... <laughs> we've now seen the leaked trophy list of some of the games as well, and I know that I brought this up in uh, in our company Slack... Um, that a lot of those, a lot of those achieve uh, those trophies are pretty pretty bare bones. <laughs> um, I think Sony's putting minimal effort in. The, well, like one of the games with Intelligent Cube, which I think a grand total of me and nobody else has ever played. 
<laughs> so I don't know why they keep putting it in there. And every time they do a classic thing, it always includes Intelligent Cube for some reason. But anyway, um, the game is literally like five levels long, and all you do is uh remove blocks. And that's really it. So I don't know what you can do trophy-wise for that one, besides the uh, complete five levels and perfect yep. five levels thing. But some of the game, like Siphon Filter and Wild Arms, their trophies were fine. But also that means playing rip-off Metal Gear and <laughs> whatever Wild Arms is. Yeah. Listen, Siphon Filter had one thing going for it that Metal Gear didn't have, and that was that you could taste someone so hard they lit on fire. That's a pretty good thing to have going for you, though. D- to be fair, yes. Pretty good. Remember how uh, Sony bought the Siphon Filter guys because they were so fucking impressed by Bubsy 3D that they bought the studio immediately? <laughs> That's the reason, that's a, huh? That's that's not even a joke. Their first game before Siphon Filter was Bubsy 3D. And Sony was like, oh my god, this is so good. We need to buy these guys. Maybe it was like a mercy kill thing. Like, we don't want them to make yeah. another of these. So yeah. let's buy them and put them on literally anything else. <laughs> make them do something else. Sony's like, oh no. If we don't, we need to save the industry now before <laughs> before Bubsy kills it. Yeah, Sony very well known for their benevolent moves. <laughs> <laughs> this is listen. They used all their benevolence on trying to make sure another Bubsy. Oh game well, yeah, didn't maybe happen. they use it all up on Bubsy, and so they're just spent. Sorry, guys. And let's be fair, they never made another Bubsy game. Uh, yeah, that's right. There wasn't one that recently came out at all. They, they never released two more Bubsy games for some reason. Yeah, it's just with the like we had talked about before, the library for the PlayStation games is so vast. These old ones, you know, for PS One, Two, and PSP games, um, and, and they're they're doing PS Three games also with this, right? So, uh, yeah, that's yeah, a lot of good streaming. games. Yeah, so it just the PS3 sucks. is just through the same streaming. Yeah, it just sucks that it's with those older ones that it's uh, the emulation's not that great. I'm waiting for those like weird eclectic deep cuts like Kingsley's Adventure or Jinx. <laughs> so do you think that uh, like you mean like all all that releases on Nintendo service now? <laughs> what was much. the recent batch of Nintendo game? It was literally like well, they just dropped um, Earthbound. There you go. That's that's they that's, did that's pretty they, good. Oh, and also Kirby sixty four. Uh, right. I think the recent batch was like it, it was something like Boinko's Monkey Adventure or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was pinball on the NES too, yeah. <laughs> and like Boinko's Monkey Adventure on the SNES. Mario Golf this, on the N sixty four makes an interesting point for or an interesting topic for the emulation debate. As we were kind of talking about before we started recording, of if you own it. Largely, people say you're good to emulate it. Like, there's no real moral problem doing that or anything. What if I own or I'm subscribed to the subscription service for that, and that game is included in that subscription service, but I don't want to use the I service? I feel like the that's a loophole. Yeah, that would probably be a no. They <laughs> would probably I, very easily be able to say no because you don't own it. You're just I mean, I have, paying I have a subscription for temporary it. access. Why can't I then emulate it myself? What is what is the worst that Sony and or Nintendo can do? Well, I mean, well, I don't, the the emulation debate's never like a problem of like Sony's gonna get you if you emulate. It's like it's always this moral debate or ethical debate. Because uh, if you want to emulate, fucking more power to you. Do whatever you want to. do. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but there's always that. It's this weird debate with emulation of you know, is it good or should we do it only if we own it, etc. Blah blah. Or what if I what if it's a game you can't get anywhere anymore? Am I okay to emulate yeah. that? So there's all kinds of weird questions people bring up, and I just was curious how this would uh, fit in. My stance on emulation like- is that I have too many games to play. <laughs> <laughs> I load up the emulator, I stare at all the games, I go, oh no, yeah. Actually, it's Sam, becoming a problem. Sam actually hasn't played a video game in four years. He just likes yeah. looking at box art. He just I just at stare lists. at the box art and then write the review based on that. 
that's that's no one's caught on yet and i'm hoping they won't <laughs> he just don't, goes and don't tell loiter, Rutledge, please is it gamestop <laughs> i walk into a gamestop and they're like oh god it's that fucking guy again well he bases it around the little reviews they put below the games at gamestop that the employees write ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, good perfect <laughs> do they still do that i think some places do that was, i don't know that was like my like, favorite stupid thing interprets three box quotes and turns them into a 600 word review (laughs) amazing so speaking of job what can i say speaking of games we have been playing otten what's been on your screen um so i'm well known for playing up-to-date video games on the podcast i play only the latest but uh, last year I started playing through the Yakuza series, and I played through Zero, and then Kwame One, and now I'm on Two. Um, and like, they're just they're just great. I don't know. There's one thing I don't like about them, and a lot, a lot of times that's the combat. I think the combat in most Yakuza's fucking sucks. That I've played, I've not played them all. Uh, that's why I'm looking forward to uh, what's it like a dragon because it's that turn-based thing. Um, I think that's a lot more interesting than uh, not that great beat em up stuff. Uh, but one of the things that's great about Kwame 2 is that it's actually pretty good at it. It's the best one anyway that I've played so far. And I think that's because it's like the most modern one. Recent. Yeah. I don't know how it is with the, like, Yakuza 6 if it's similar to that. Uh, but it definitely makes it a lot more tolerable because they're long, long games. And like, granted, it's long because there's a lot of weird cutscenes, and that's kind of the. You, that, that's what you play it for is to get to the next what the fuck cutscene thing <laughs> or quest <laughs> like what am I doing um, but uh, I think all these games now are on Game Pass even I think all the Yakuza is uh, they've been like alternating going in and out yeah, but anyway so I, I, I own say it what is but in- uh, they're just they're such a I'm sure anybody that's been around games a little bit has definitely seen some kind of out of context clip of some gameplay or some cutscene from Yakuza, and it's like it doesn't make We've all seen the song. it doesn't make more sense in context, to be honest. <laughs> you play the games, but that's what's so great about them is that they they toe the line between like this. There's actually like a really serious storyline plot thread throughout this on a lot of them, but also just in insanity going on at the same time um and it's such a it's such a tone that nothing else really nails that it's it's i'm so glad that they exist um i have not played judgment or anything yet which is my understanding they're a little more serious but it's just good stuff and and as we were saying before the podcast kiryu is just a better batman I now realize he, he is. <laughs> okay, you're gonna um, you're gonna have to explain how we got to Batman. You can't just say that and then move on. He's, well, well, his parents are dead or whatever. He beats people up at night. Although later he's also around during the day in other ones. But you know, and he's rich. And he gets well. Some games he's rich. I don't know about other ones. It seems like he constantly loses his wealth somehow. He um, he's just. Not but he keeps he keeps putting all of his money into crypto. <laughs> it's actually it's like a crippling addiction between the games crypto, as he buys a bunch of NFTs. <laughs> Poor Kiryu. Uh, oh God, I can imagine NFTs being like the next collectible in a video game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's he just keeps putting all his money in crypto and giving big speeches about how this time it's really going to work out. And even Majimo's just like, bro, even I'm not that yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Kiryu. Um, um, Sam. I, wait, before, real quick, Yakuza. Yes. Do you know how to upset a Yakuza fan really badly? Oh, go ahead. How do you get the, them to speak in English? Where's the English oh, voice God. option at? Oh, God. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> I I've played Zero. Yeah. And my favorite part of Zero is they make a very big deal about how Kiru can't kill people. Yes. And then you have like a highway chase where Kiru pulls out a revolver and shoots yeah, down a helicopter you know. and guns down a bunch of people. It's the same with the they, Bat- they parachuted a safety off screen. Yeah, it's like Batman yeah. Spider Man where Batman ba- or Spider Man like breaks someone in half basically. It's like, oh yeah, that guy's totally fucking dead, but we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> it's that it's that uh it's the college humor of Batman. He's just all tuckered out. Yeah. 
<laughs> they get tuckered out while fighting me. They they do in the in the newest Spider-Man games. Like you kick someone off a building. That's right. Um, he will and he'll it. like automatically shoot out a bit of web to yeah. to hang him by the side of the building. Which is a nice touch. After he, I appreciate their it. body is bent in half and their spine yeah. is <laughs> like, snapped. <laughs> they've been I mean, they've been kicked in the skull so hard they've gone flying twenty feet. Yeah. But you know, hey, at least they're they're safe yeah, in they, some web. At least they didn't fall to their death so they could die quickly. Now they're just slowly writhing in pain on the side of a building. There's literally a Spider-Man comic about how Doc Ock has brain damage because Spider-Man's just punched him in the head so many times. <laughs> that's, that's not a joke. Like that's an actual comic I mean, that exists. It, I I could see why someone would be like, you know what? That's probably a thing. He's been punched in the head a lot, and the the they're like, yeah. It turns out Doc Ock's just some normal dude with tentacles on his back. When a Superman punches a normal dude in the head, it gives him brain damage. And Spider's like, oh, I had no clue. It's like, bro, you're really strong. What did you think happened? <laughs> Maybe that's why we've still never gotten a a decent Superman game. They just haven't figured out quite how to allow Superman to punch anyone, and it not just like immediately cripple them internally. You just put him in a simulation. That's right. It's, it's all in his mind. That's never that's never been done before. He's never once been in a simulation before. Superman in uh, Cyber Chase. That's, Superman with that's the plot of Superman 64, by the way. I know. I know. <laughs> I, well, you <laughs> know what? Them, the the listener may not know. <laughs> I'm assuming our audience yeah. is dumb. <laughs> Superman 64, you know, it's, it's a classic. You guys should all play it. Yeah, definitely. That should be on Sony service. That's right. That that Nintendo game. That that game can't run any worse. <laughs> Probably just true. Play it on easy mode. On easy mode, they get rid of the rings. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, what a boy. what an absolute shit show of a game. So, Sam, what have you been playing this week? Uh, when you're not just looking at box art that's right when i'm not just looking at box art i've been uh i've been double dipping in the world of vampire the masquerade um i've been alternating between blood hunt and swan song which are two very very different games yeah because blood hunts this it's a battle royale everyone's a vampire they all get machine guns and they go shoot each other and then swan song is like it's a narrative game where you you uh you have to investigate this party that everyone is killed at and you talk to people and you solve puzzles and levels have like multiple endings depending on how uh you you do in them and you get into arguments and like there's no combat the combat in quotes finger quotes that you can't see here are, um, you have these arguments and you roll dice and you try to do persuasion checks or intimidation checks and stuff. There are two very different games. One of them is more lore accurate than the other, but the problem is it turns out being lore accurate isn't fun. Because <laughs> Blood Hunt is a lot of fun. It makes no sense in the lore at all. I have I, I, I say this like I know anything about Vampire the Masquerade lore. Um... It's it's really dumb. Like, yeah, we're the vampire hidden society. Here's machine guns. Go shoot each other all over Paris. You know, it makes no sense. But God, is it fun. And then Swan Song is like, we're the boring vampires. Here's vampire politics. Uh, that's, that's uh, what we're going to drop 15 proper game. nouns now. And if you don't know what this proper noun means, you know, I guess you can go read the codex. Good luck with that. It makes me think of trying to like decipher all of like the weird in-universe politics of the Twilight movies. And it's just like, just let the wolves and the vampires fucking fight. <laughs> just let the wolves and the vampires fucking fuck. Mm. Um It's just it's like you'll enter a scene and someone will be like, ah. It is my kindred that I have blood bound to the Nosferatu pact or whatever. And it's like, what did any of those fucking words mean? That just Please sounds stop. like. I mean, if if I was to hear that, I would just assume that that means that this this person sired another vampire. Yeah, that's not a kindred. Is not a sire. Uh, someone who sires a vampire as a child. Oh. With an e, though, it has an e because it's proper. Mm. 
chill day. Um, and my big takeaway from these two vampire the the vampire the masquerade games is. Remember that time where I had to interview the vampire guy and he just looked at me and said no? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. I do. Uh, yeah, of course I did. Uh, well, you're, you're not look at these games and say you're no. You're telling this story well enough. All right. Yeah. This, I went to... Uh, once again, story time. Let's go. It's E3 story time again. I went to uh, the PC gaming show. I was supposed to review the Chop Chop Conan guys, but they left early because they didn't want to watch the PC gaming show and honestly, they made the right decision. Um, and they offered me a backup interview and they were like, well, let's see who we have. And they looked around a bit and they found the, uh, I don't remember his name, but it's the dude who was writing the story for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 who got fired recently. And it, it was the guy who had the fingerless gloves and the long hair. I don't remember his name. And... Uh, so they're like, hey, would you like to interview him? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And so the lady goes over to talk to him. And he looks at me. He takes one look at me. He goes, no, and then just leaves. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. I don't know what I did to deserve oh, that's that. so good. <laughs> one look at you and it's, it's like, It's very Ugh. unfortunate. <laughs> I'm, I'm deeply scarred by this. I'm really not but you know maybe maybe if i remember his name i can make i mean proper he was a writer he wasn't pr <laughs> yeah he was a writer. like i get that entirely also like he was wearing fingerless gloves and had super long hair i think he had like a matrix trench coat i mean like, if not i mean we don't need a bat rag on the guy but it's like if you're writing a vampire the masquerade game that's kind of what i would expect he looks like a human that would write a Vampire the Masquerade game. <laughs> looks like a That's, vampire that would write a human the Masquerade game. He definitely game. had the vibe of, like, that was his shit that he liked. You just didn't um, understand him as he, right. like, flicked just, his hair yeah. over one eye. And my other big takeaway from Vampire the Masquerade is... God, Morbius should be in those games. <laughs> <laughs> Morbi vampire the Morbscarade? Come on, it so, just writes itself... So are vampires back? Is that is that what's happened? Vampires are now leave? back. I you know, mean, yeah. I wish they would. So do I. Well, because we've got that new like kind of vampiric game coming from Xbox that just got delayed. What Red Out? Red something? Redfall? Uh, Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. The, we've got the, uh, the Bethesda Arcane one. Yeah, Redfall, which is kind of vampire. -y. People are, um, unironically and ironically going crazy for morbius we've had these uh, vampire it games it's just like it's it feels like that's it's in keyed into the into the psyche at the moment it is really all morbius's fault i think I, some people have just been watching the 24-hour twitch morbius stream is that stream still going <laughs> just get uh i think they finally shut it down oh, what a shame which is a shame because the <laughs> only real way to watch morbius is with an audience that uh, keeps screaming, I'm morbing out. <laughs> like, every scene from this movie, I feel like I could describe it, and you guys would think I'm joking, and I'd have to explain that, no, this is a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. But instead of describing the scenes, just listening to that song by Three Days Grace, uh, what's the one? The what? What if she sees the animal that I've become? Oh, gross. Yeah, just listen to that song, uh, but mentally replace the word animal with, uh, if you could see the darker side of me and see the Morbius that I've become. That's that's basically <laughs> the movie. And then just picture that song while Matt Smith dances. That's... He dances a lot in that movie. I know we've all seen that one scene, but he dances a lot in that movie. Uh, no, I've I've seen the full movie. I watched it a, a week ago or so for fun. He dances a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. It is very strange, but also, it's it's really the the mannerisms of Matt Smith in this are like so in line with him as the Doctor, who he also danced a lot as the Doctor. It was really hard to separate the two. <laughs> Do you think Matt Smith might just actually be a vampire and or a Doctor? Uh, or a, like Dr. Michael or a, Morbius, a who's both dancer? a doctor and a vampire. Oh, God. 
I wouldn't put it past him. In Please all talk honesty. about your game. I want to stop talking about Morbius now. <laughs> um, so, I mean, for an, an update for me was that after, I think, a few weeks ago, talking about, you know, playing Iodin Chronicles and getting a few hours into it, I was kind of enjoying it, wasn't really sure I was going to see what, what more would come about it. So I've since 100% completed the game, <laughs> maxed out characters, maxed stats, fully rebuilt the town and everything. Um, wow. And that is a fantastic podcast game. I've been catching up on different podcasts and TV shows and stuff. So do you like listen like, to your to your own podcast while playing the game? Oh, that's yeah, that's the only thing that I listen to. Yeah, he consumes I no other media. Hear my own voice. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. As you were you were talking about how you were planning on um, like ADRing Andrews in my lines, um, I do that weekly anyway. <laughs> just completely Andrew stretchify the podcast, right. um, and then that's all I can see. Speaking of like before before, uh, before we did this. Because uh, Rutledge and, and Scrappy are gone, Robert are gone um, this week. I I wanted to get another Andrew on the podcast and only talk about Andrew-related projects with people named Andrew in it somewhere. Didn't work out. Someday, Andrew podcast. I'm not even sure how probably we... should have maybe not gone a full hour without realizing the other two are gone. Who? Who cares? <laughs> we don't care about that. It's true. Fine. Don't worry about it. Let's not worry about it. Um, it's it's really tragic, actually. Uh, and uh, Stretch's family has to write the script out for everything, <laughs> and then hand him the script and let him record it, and then edit it onto all the media he consumes. It takes a long time. It's it's kind of like you remember that that cold open that the Simpsons did of them making the episode. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me tell you, you have not watched Morbius until you've heard Morbius with me ADRing every <laughs> single voice. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Oh, but yeah. No, so, so, Iodin Chronicles, it's it's a fun little game. Um, I was honestly surprised for it to be like a, a prequel-esque game um, and to be like the, the prelude to what will be the larger Iodin Chronicles 100 heroes. Um it was still like a 20-hour game uh, by the end of it, uh, and I had a blast, um, and it was cool. And if you want some something idle to just kind of button smash and a whole bunch of little side quests, um, I would honestly recommend it. All right. So it's the prequel to this game, right? Yep. But it plays completely differently? Yes. So, Why? <laughs> uh, it's a great question. Next question. Yes, uh, right. the guy who developed it. No, I think that it, it's just stretch. meant to be... Let me ask you, why did you do this? <laughs> so, I think the, the full 100 Heroes game, um, it was also like made by a completely different company, so it just might have been like, you know, more their wheelhouse. But I know that the final game is going to be like a full-on JRPG where you can actually recruit 100 different playable characters well, to have is, in your party. Supposed to like Suikoden spiritual successor, yeah. right? Yeah, which is that I think how you is pronounce that? Suikoden? How'd you how did you think it was pronounced? Sukoden. No, not as fun. Hey, the 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 boxing Shut kangaroo. Up. I don't How do you pronounce his name? It's spelled K A O. How would you pronounce that? Oh, like the recent one that I, I yeah. would call it cow. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> See, he thinks he it's thinks we're the assholes. KO. Yeah, we get it. It's a boxing kangaroo knockout. KO the K- kangaroo. KO the kangaroo. Yeah, but there's an A in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's silent. Okay, and, and we're like, supposed to have just assumed that reading it. This is like when I discovered in Dynasty Warriors they've been calling him Cow Cow the entire series, and it's really Sao Sao. Yeah, Sao Sao. I, I will never not think of him as Cow Cow, though. <laughs> I will always call the, the best part is like. All the voice actors called him Cow Cow, and then they finally got voice actors that don't pronounce the names wrong. <laughs> and then in nine, they went back to calling him Cow Cow for some reason. Perfect. It's the perfect video game series. Yeah, ten- yeah. it's the perfect t- Dynasty Warriors Four is a great game. The uh, the greatest game. The, it, it's it's a really great the game. Greatest. And anyone who who says any different, speak now or forever hold your peace. That's right. It is better than Elex oh, too. Yeah, that's oh. it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I guess that's yeah, it. The greatest game ever <laughs> Wait, made. I got this. 
I got this. If Elix is good, say something. Get fucked without right, dabbing on you. <laughs> Sam's just dabbing. God, I could hear your, I could hear your mic muffle as you put your face I, into your arm. We can you, hear the dab. This is an, this is an audio podcast. You're audio, not even on I, camera as we're recording this, and I could hear you dabbing. Fuck, dab. He did it again. I hate it. He can't keep getting away with it. So he can't keep getting away with this. On that note. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this extremely chaotic episode of the Tech Raptor podcast. I'll never be um, invited back. <laughs> if you want to check out some of the stories that we spoke about or the rest of what has been going on in gaming and tabletop news, previews, reviews, features, go ahead and check us out at techraptor.net. Um, until then, well, be sure to leave a comment, like, subscribe on your platform of preference. Um, And until next week, have a good week.